0: Warning, all things crime is a true crime production that may contain violent or disturbing material. Viewer or listener discretion is advised.
1: Anything. I mean, how can you be active and then something happens and then you don't say anything? But I think oftentimes agencies get some really bad advice either from counsel or elected officials who will who, shut them down. And that's what I'm seeing a lot happening these days where um, you know, people are appointed in these positions and they may not want to push back and say, well, no, we, we still have to grab hold of this narrative and, and, and tell kind of our side of the story and what we're working with. You know, even if it's not going to sound or look good, but it is, this is what's happening and this is what's going on. Um, and so there may have been like an initial, there might be an initial, you know, written statement, like you said, that goes on a website and then you don't hear anything from them, except one the only thing you hear is what you, the narrative that you know, is going around on social media. And I've seen that in many cases recently. And again, when I've kind of gone back and I've talked to people who, if they're either connected to the agency or maybe they live there in that area, it's not Georgia, but it's in that area. I, I'm usually finding that they're they're told that they should not say anything. And that's like the opposite of what we say when we're dealing with a crisis. Yeah. I mean, it's like well, the complete opposite. So
0: There's more than one case study that we can definitely look at from 2020 and say, you know, silence is not your friend.
1: I'm just like, I really, this was kind of my dream job. One of those, Hey, right before I retire. So I was really, really, I mean, amazed, grateful and all of that to be able to Jump into it at this point, but every five minutes is something different. <laughs> and, and it's just oh, like, yeah. you know, you it's, are really, a busy it's, girl. Interesting. it's interesting.
0: You are a busy, busy girl. Mm-hmm. As we were talking, one of the things that popped into my head was if the prosecutor is cringing, most likely it's because he's like, oh, that could jeopardize the case. That, that, that's what I hear the most. Uh, you know, it's like, Agencies won't, even if they use the MVAC on a case, for example, Mm -hmm. a lot of times they can't give me feedback on it. You know, even if it's like, you wouldn't believe once a case is adjudicated, I get phone calls from some detectives and crime lab people. And they're like, you would not believe what the MVAC did. And I love those calls. But Mm -hmm. I also understand that that may be years after it was actually used because, it's not worth feeding me information if it's going to jeopardize the case. And I know with you putting out information is critically important, but at the same time, you have to be careful that you don't jeopardize the investigation.
1: It's funny because when I first started and I remember before I even read the policies on public information and public affairs and all of that, that was kind of one of the big things I recognized. It's like, wow, you really could put information out that could potentially jeopardize a case, even if you're not, even if it's not intentional. And that's like the only thing out of all the things I would really, in the beginning that I would really lost, would lose sleep over, you know, just the potential that you put something out. And then, because that's, it could be a matter of life or death, literally, especially if you're trying to, you know, find someone that's dangerous. And, you know, that in that case is, why it would be very important to stay really engaged with the investigators just to make sure. I mean, I, I'm never going to go off on my own and say, you know what, I think this is, this is probably a good um, update. I'm always kind of checking in with the case. Like before something goes out, are we okay with releasing this? Make sure that everything we put out is right. So that is, I mean, anybody that wants to get into this in public information officer space and you were looking to see updates. It's not just about having great writing and oral skills, but you have to be able to work with a lot of different type of people. And these are these, this is not Nellie's case. I mean, this case belongs to those GBI investigative offices, and then it gets turned over to a prosecutor. And so earlier in the process, it's not very often that I'll probably work with the DA's office to get info out because it's still so early on. Now, there are times where if we're gonna, for the GBI, if we're gonna release a video, let's just say an officer-involved shooting, I do, we will check with the DA's office just to make sure that they don't have any major objections to it. And interestingly enough, um, some say, no, don't release it. That's gonna really be a problem for them. And then some don't have an issue. They don't tell us say yay or nay, but they don't stand in our way it may be released, but you're absolutely right. These are still open cases. And I know every state is different when it comes to open records laws and what can what can be released. I think Georgia is pretty open. only other state that I can just that comes to mind that's probably like way more open and way out there is Florida. I'm just like and I say that because kind of working with the Jacksonville market and types of things that they look for as far as information is concerned, it's like we're not in Florida. Georgia does not do that but yeah these are open cases they're open and active investigations and I mean there's information that can we can put out that could compromise the integrity of the investigation in major ways it could be it could be interfering with a, a specific lead they're following it could be if they're trying to locate someone we put some information out and you tip somebody off and so you know sometimes you watch some of those tv shows and you know, you think about how they kind of utilize the media to help them along and all of that. I'm like, oh, my God, that part of it I can say is is true. <laughs> you know, there's some things you just cannot provide um, just because of where the case is. You don't want to jeopardize it.
0: Absolutely. So are, do you work very much with uh, Cheryl McCollum?
1: I, yeah, I do. Well, I know her. I know her well. And I, um, I've worked with her just because of the special projects that she that she has, um, she did something that probably was so interesting to me because I've never seen it done. But she had a time capsule, you may probably are familiar with a time capsule that they're doing for, for the agent, one of the agencies she's working with. And she invited us just as a law enforcement partner and to, you know, to bring some sort of like GBI um, item and they, they're putting it in a time capsule and they're gonna bury it and open it up. Um, yeah, I won't be so around cool. for the last time. It was just really, really cool, really interesting. Yeah.
0: She's such that a is. neat lady and she's she's actually starting a podcast uh it launches tomorrow. Yeah,
1: it, she interviewed yeah. one of our folks.
0: Oh, cool. She did. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be artist. so fun. Yeah, yeah. she's such a neat lady and you know everything that she's doing, I think is one of the amazing models as far as her interacting with and working with the news media there in Atlanta, you know, just to help not only solve cases, but also to get information out there. But it's, you know, half of it, it seems like I, I shouldn't say half. I mean, there. it seems like it's getting more and more intense where the flow of information is almost as important as the investigation itself, which is another yeah, reason I was true. so excited to get you on. And, you know, it's amazing how busy you are. And I appreciate your, your time and coming on. So, but just, just being able to get out, Enough information that people are satisfied that something is happening. I think they just want to know that, hey, we're on this. We're, we're, we're gonna get onto it. We're investigating it. This is what we know so far. We can't put out the rest of it, but as we can, we will. And, And I think that that openness hopefully satisfies the majority of folks. But again, that flow of information, if it's down the wrong path to me is just such a nightmare.
1: Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're exactly right. And you know, at a certain point, depending on where a case is, it may dry up a little bit, but I think, especially when you have a viral video, that's what I found dealing with some of the cases that we dealt with um, this past year, uh, where there were viral videos. I mean, you really just can't issue one little small little statement and then disappear. Mm. And I mean, I've seen agencies do that. They'll issue some little tiny print statement that you can't even really see I'm just like I'm 44 and I have to use my my phone to blow it up I can't even see the statement and you're putting this on social media and you're calling that yeah. your statement and then you don't hear from them and meanwhile there you know, there's all types of civil unrest and you don't see anybody and it just you know that just I mean that just doesn't work so even just to kind of check in you know I've we always would check in at least once a day. Um, this is after we do, we've done several updates. Just to, it's exactly what you said. We're still here. We're actively working this. I mean, we might put out a little, just a tiny little something, just to just to let them know this is something. You know, this is a really minor development, but in the big scheme of it, we're still we're still here. We're still working on this. Or if there's a, you know, sometimes you have like really bad rumors that circulate about a case and it doesn't hurt anything to go ahead and just shut that down to say that is just not true. This is, this is what's going on. And so we'll do that. And even though it may not be new investigative information, but it does keep that discussion going that this is still top of mind for us. And so you can kind of be assured about that.
0: The day of the PIO just putting out a little blurb on their website is over. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you guys oh,
0: yeah. you guys are you know at the tip of the spear and boy, I, I applaud you for for not only doing the job but obviously doing it really well because I see you all over the place it's incredible <laughs> and so Thank you. you know it has to be part of the job you know the like you said the flow of information is so it is it's the Mississippi River now it's not a little stream Right. You know, the flow of information is everything and it can it can dictate an entire narrative. I think the perfect example is that case up in in Minnesota, that it is a nightmare from start to finish. Not I mean, obviously, what happened to George Floyd is uh, tragic and that whole scenario. But it's tragic for the officers, too. Their lives are ruined just as much as well, not just as much as George Floyd because he's deceased. But that entire scenario was just wrong, wrong, wrong. And the, the whole thing that went bad was made infinitely worse once that, that video went viral. And I don't think they did anything to counter it. And I, I don't know if they even knew what to do, but it was, so I, I don't know if you, how you would have handled that, if that's even fair to even ask.
1: Well, you know what I will tell you, because it's something that I've seen time and time and again, and I was just on a call yesterday about this. Is that as far as what what to do? I mean, it's one thing again when you have the media talking, but I mean, a lot of what we saw was on social media, and I remember specifically going to you know their page. I go to other you know law enforcement agencies' um, pages. So, because I say, I'm just going to go straight to the source because, you know, I know that if I go there, I can get the information and it's silent.
2: I'm Mike Morford, and I've been researching the Zodiac case for years. Zodiac, just the name. It sounds sinister. It inspires fear. The fact that a serial killer would give himself this moniker is disturbing. He would go on to taunt police by sending letters and codes to newspapers for years. And the attacks, they were something else altogether. If you were a young couple in a secluded area, you could easily be a target, and it wasn't just shootings on dark lovers' lanes. Zodiac would even attack with a knife in broad daylight while wearing an executioner's style hood. After a while, Zodiac changed tactics, and even lone cab drivers weren't safe. The Zodiac killer terrorized the San Francisco Bay Area and then vanished, but he left a lot of clues behind along the way. Clues that we're going to examine closely on the new podcast, Zodiac Speaking. New episodes of Zodiac Speaking come out every other Saturday starting March 13, 2021. Subscribe today wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode.
1: It's, there there's nothing, nothing there. So I can't get any sense. I, I'm kind of left to, fig, you know, try to source everything and figure it out. But I mean, most people are not going to take the time to try to do that, to get, to get information, to get facts. But what I I also recognize is that when it comes to how they communicate in that realm, I I used to get frustrated and say, why aren't they saying anything? I mean, how can you be active and then something happens and then you don't say anything? But I think oftentimes agencies get some really bad advice, either from council or elected officials who who, will shut them down. And that's what I'm seeing a lot happening these days where um, you know, people are appointed in these positions and they may not want to push back and say, well, no, we, we still have to grab hold of this narrative and 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 tell kind of our side of the story and what we're working with, you know, even if it's not going to sound or look good, but it is, this is what's happening and this is what's going on. Um, and so there may have been like an initial, there might be an initial, you know, written statement, like you said, that goes on a website and then you don't hear anything from them, except the only thing you hear is what you, the narrative that you know, is going around on social media. And I've seen that in many cases recently. And again, when I've kind of gone back and I've talked to people who, if they're either connected to the agency or maybe they live there in that area, it's not Georgia, but it's in that area. I, I'm usually finding that they're they're told that they should not say anything. And that's like the opposite of what we say when we're dealing with a crisis. Yeah. I mean, it's like well, the complete opposite. So
0: There's more than one case study that we can definitely look at from 2020 and say, yeah, you know, silence is not your friend. It's yep. you have got to even if it's just something like, look, we're investigating this. If the law was broken, we will uh, deal with it. You know, That's it's right. I, I think I think silence is equated to almost like a cover up. And <laughs> yeah, for sure. yeah, you know, people are saying, think that
1: we're, we're back right, trying to create a story. That's what we're doing when we're <laughs> silent. We're like, okay, let's get our story straight. That's what they think we're doing. And literally, like I know in my case, if you know, you're not hearing from me, like every few minutes, it's, I'm just like, okay, guys, what can we say or waiting for them to be able to interview people or, or they're having to go different places, knocking on doors, sometimes they get places and no one wants to talk, you know, yeah. so, but that's what they think we're doing. They're like, up, oh, they're, they're fixed in the story. That's what they're yeah. doing. Well, exactly but like
0: you, you said, that officer involved shooting that you were, you were just talking about that's down in South Georgia. You know, people don't understand it may take two or three hours for the investigators to physically get there. And by then the, the story's already out and you're saying, wait a minute, our investigators haven't even landed yet. And you know, you can't expect a a statement from, from them or from us, which I would get from the investigators or you would get from the investigators. They, they haven't even had time to even, you know, tie up their shoes yet. You know, you you guys got to, give us a little bit of patience. Yes, we will be on this, but, right. you know, we but have you know, to...
1: saying that goes a long way too. So, you know, sometimes I think, especially in law enforcement, you might get that, and you know, you don't have the answer, Jared. So you just don't say anything. But for me, I'm like, I might let them know, listen, I don't have the details, but here's why um, right. they're still headed to the scene. Um, as soon as they get to the scene, they're supposed to kind of call me and let me know, Pre-COVID, there would be a lot of scenes I would go to that that you know if it wasn't you know 100 hours away, um, and I we had several where you know uh, law enforcement officers were killed in the line of duty. I usually was I was typically there, um, sometimes days on end, helping just the local agencies um, with the with just the the media support. But yeah, just being able to communicate so that there are no gaps. I mean, even today I will tell you, you know, it's gonna be a couple hundred emails. But if I see that particular county pop up in my email, I just jump right to it. Even though I'm jumping to it to say, I, I don't have anything yet, but it's like, hey, right on it, you know, check, you know, follow us on Twitter, you know, uh, as soon as I get more, I'll, I'll let you know something. And that way, you know, there's not just this, cause they get real antsy, especially if they're at, I mean, if you think about it, they're at the scene, they're waiting, they're seeing police or seeing, you know, roads shut down and they're, they, they have this tight deadline. I mean, I remember, this reporter that I used to attend the same church and she's a phenomenal reporter, you know, Metro Atlanta. I mean, she's like an icon for Atlanta. Okay. When she retired, she said when she would sleep at night, her teeth stopped, what do you call it? Like chattering, I guess just naturally at night, her, her mouth was just kind of doing that chattering thing. As soon as she retired, all of that stopped. I mean, so they've got this crazy intense deadline and stress that they have. And in their world, I personally know I could not do it. It's it's crazy on this side, but um, I'll just say this side, <laughs> work with the law enforcement, this is definitely more more my speed. <laughs> yeah, well, it's intense, but um, yeah. I, I really, um I enjoy, we have, I mean, we've got really some great law enforcement agencies in Georgia, so over, over 800 of them that we work with, and it's just really cool with GBI just because I do get to engage with so many different agencies and um, we have a network of Georgia PIOs that we oversee. So 400 different public safety PIOs and we meet up, we talk, we share case studies, we share lessons learned. And it's, I mean, it's interesting. And dare I say it a little bit fun (laughs) getting to, you know, getting to know and meet some really wonderful people.
0: Yeah. I love it. You know, the different wheels or different cogs on the wheel, is uh, it's so interesting. And, and the more I do this, the more I learn about the roles that different people have, that it's more of a support role as opposed to you know, the guys on the ground that uh, actually are strapping on the gun belt and, and, and providing the physical law enforcement. But there's so many people behind them that, like you, that make their job easier and, and more efficient. And without you, they would just be, you know, alone on an island. I I hope you know how much we appreciate folks like you that are that are supporting the law enforcement being, you know, in there and telling the story. And obviously, you do it amazingly well. So definitely appreciate you. uh, you coming on and and sharing your story with us.
1: Thank you. I'm really enjoying this conversation. And who knew I said, you know, my husband. So we have that. We have that connection there, too. Right.
0: Well, definitely tell him hi for me. And, you know, we're going to be doing uh, that clubhouse uh, tomorrow night. And so uh, I know Cheryl's going to be talking a lot about her new podcast. So. Oh,
1: interesting.
0: Yeah. So if you if you have a few minutes, pop in.
1: Yeah, I'll just do that. I might just be in podcast mode myself. I did so much clubhouse you know when I first got on that now I said I'm just when I go like you I'll go ahead if you tell me then I'll just put it on my counter and jump in and just not you know because I got kind of hooked I was just like oh that's interesting that's interesting and you All know right. just I would have it in the background but yeah it's, I think it's a I think it's a neat app
0: <laughs> oh it sure is it, you know, and, and you know it's the interaction is what I love the most because yeah. it's just kind of like this it's like we're we're going back and forth you're asking questions yeah. answering and it's yeah. Such an amazing idea. So, yeah, and it's really. interesting watching all the other platforms jump on and Try
1: to copycat. They're doing, Yeah,
0: they're doing similar things. So yeah, Pretty interesting. So, okay, Nellie, well, thank you so much. And, uh, I will, um, you know, any kind of information that you want me to put out with this is, um, I, you know, you can send it to me, but for the most part, everybody just okay. needs to know that There are professionals out there and one in particular for GBI that her job is to not necessarily make GBI look good, but definitely to um, keep everybody informed. And that's, that's a critical piece. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you. I really enjoyed the conversation and see you on Clubhouse.
0: (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well,
1: we'll,
0: we'll hopefully, uh, you know, with this COVID thing uh, seeming to wind down, I'll yeah. be able to get back out there to Atlanta. I know Cheryl wants me to come out and uh, do some things. She because she won that Emmy Award. And so everybody. Oh. oh, did you not know that? I did
1: not realize that. Yeah. did I miss that? Oh, my goodness. CSI,
0: so that show. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, you deserve one, too. No, uh, I think it's called CSI Atlanta. It's yeah, a, yeah. I didn't realize show?
1: she did. No, I was saying what kind of PIO am I not to know this? I'm supposed to have know the information that she won this award. Oh, come okay, on. You I can't, didn't realize it
0: you can't know everything.
1: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, that's no. awesome. No, yeah. I, I yeah, okay. That's awesome. So
0: she's uh but I guess uh her and oh you know what I always forget the I think it's Karen. Yeah. Karen yeah. is it McGee? Greer.
1: Greer. Greer, yeah, sorry.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, I hope Karen, I don't meet up with her, (laughs) doesn't hear this, but no, Karen Greer, I I haven't had the chance to meet her and and she sounds like just an amazing person. Yeah. But um, Yeah. Cheryl between the cold case research Institute and what she does for her department. And then Mm -hmm. she's involved with everything. It's amazing, but Mm -hmm. she's everywhere just like you are. So yeah, you guys definitely need to, um, to meet up but. They, they, like I said, they won that Emmy award and they did some cases that involved the MVAC. Mm-hmm. And so she was, you know, she hasn't given me a lot of information on them, but you probably know more than I do. So let's just say that. <laughs> okay.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, I hopefully we'll, we'll catch you on clubhouse and, and I'll definitely know, let you know when, when we get this posted.
1: All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Great talking to
0: you. You too. Have a great day.
1: You too. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to All Things Crime. We are so grateful for all of our listeners. If you enjoyed this, please give us a positive review so other people can find it as well. Have an amazing All Things Crime Day.